All right, guys, thank you for that. I think that we've got John Gallagher in and ready to go now for our top story this morning. And as we mentioned, we're talking about emergency driver relief and some cutbacks that are coming from the FMCSA. John, thank you for being here this morning. Talk to us a little bit about now these new rules that have come down, what that means for drivers working through emergency situations. Well, it gives them it gives them a little bit. I guess you could say less flexibility in these emergency uh, situations, at least at least on the regional level. So, and that's sort of where the focus had, had been has been on this when um, the FMCSA put out a, a notice that they were going to be looking at change, making these changes a year ago. Um, so, th- so we're talking about like, you know, when there are hurricanes or power outages or um, you know supply chain dis- disruptions where trucks. Uh, need to have more um, flexibility to respond quickly. Um, so they, but so FMC tightened the scope um, of you know both the scope and the duration of these wait of these waivers. So instead of getting relief, so it used to be um, when you would have these emergency waivers, uh, to uh, you, you'd have relief from having to co- comply with what's called. Um, uh, code uh, th- section three ninety to three ninety nine of the federal code, which is all the motor carrier, m- most of the major uh, motor carrier carrier regulations when you're for dr- truck drivers that are driving. Um, but now the waiver is only going to re- apply to hours of service, uh, meaning you can you know you, you can still legally you can legally drive o- over the limits, the daily and weekly limits um, during during the waiver. Uh, but, and, and you know, whereas in the past, you know, truck drivers would automatically be waived from having to comply with things like um, medical certifications and vehicle inspections. So that's not part of the, you don't, they don't automatically get that waived now. Um, and the duration also changes. So it used to be that uh, these emergency waivers, you automatically, they would automatically last for 30 days. Um, and then, you know, you could apply for, uh, for the governors could apply for an extension um, after that, um, so now they, they they cut that back down to the FMCSA cut that back down to uh, 15 days, and that that which is sort of the one major thing that changed between the time they uh, initiated this uh, about a year ago to to now because they're getting pushback from a lot of groups saying that because they wanted they wanted five days they wanted to cut it down to the automatic. Uh, waiver to just last for five days before you would have to get an extension. But um, these groups were saying, and their, their thinking was being, you know, I guess they looked at sort of all the waivers that were applied during the year. And these, these happened pretty frequently during the year and on a regional basis. They were looking at it and the average length was five days. But so a lot of groups were saying, you know, when you have these, uh, you know, these severe, more severe storms coming through like hurricanes and tropical storms, you know, they may, those, they, they might, sweep through in like a day but the after effects can last a month or 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 more or more so the fmcsa saw that point and they they um uh kind of compromised on it and set and cut it it, it for to, down to 15 days um and the other and the other thing that was part of this was um the other thing they changed was the fmcsa is now um the extensions must be made uh, re- the request, the extension, if you want an extension to the original waiver, it has to be requested through email. Um, apparently, that wasn't being done before they were calling and or writing or whatever, but now it has to be done through e- email. And also, they may include um, on the extensions, FMCSA may include um, reporting requirements to make your case that 
that this extension is, is is warranted. So that's sort of that's sort of what transpired in this new in this um, in these in this new um, emergency waiver uh, ruling. John, it definitely seems like an interesting ruling here. When I think of an emergency, I think of making it as easy as possible for people to help in a very stressful and dire time. We're looking at this ruling being handed down. Do we see any public comments, um, especially really talking about maybe even time spent more on waivers and actually being able to help making sure you have all of your correct forms filled out? Yeah, yeah, and actually, FMCSA sort of uh, responded to that concern that you know not not just more time, like you said, Anthony, but also like the cost, the administrative cost to doing that. But they said the FMCSA said they, you know, they they determined that there was the costs and that extra time would be minimal. It, it did get it, it in terms of comments. It did get um, there weren't a lot of comments filed, but but the comments that were filed, I think there was like maybe thirty or so. But the comments that were filed were from you know, big, pretty big stakeholders in the, in the trucking sector. So, um, and, and, you know, com- uh, like OIDA, like <clears throat> I think both OIDA and ATA, they had concerns about it and, you know, to different levels. Um, and OIDA, and also I, I, it was a group of um, uh, 27 um, House Republicans also sort of weighed in on this saying that there's no, you know, why is FMCSA doing this to begin with? Because there's no they, they provided no um, data saying that these waivers, as they were already, the flexibility that there was already given in them was was causing any um, safety problems. Um, so, and I think the Republicans said something like, you know, it's a it's a solution in search of a, of a problem. But but you know, they have been getting pressured ever since the COVID nineteen presidential emergency order. And by and by the way, this does not this this won't apply this. Um, tighter flexibility won't apply to these uh, federal presidential emergencies. But when the COVID presidential emergency kicked in, um, it lasted for a long time. A lot of safety groups saying, well, you know, do we need these? Or, you know, tr- are, you know, f- crashes are up and, you know, is, is this causing um, our, 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 our truck drivers and carriers sort of a- abusing this now? Um, and is this why we're seeing, you know, more crashes? Again, there wasn't evidence for that, but but there is evidence that crashes are up. So I think FMCSA sort of felt a little, it's just speculation, but they, they might have felt a little pressure to, um, you know, uh, uh, support some of these um, concerns from safety groups to say, you know what, we're going to, we're going to tighten this up and, um, uh, you know, and, 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 you know, try, try to um, see, you know, one of the thing, another, just another thing to show that we're, being responsive to this increase in crashes that are coming up in the in the statistics. Safety definitely going to be a big part as and as well. John, thanks so much for joining us this morning and shedding some light on this story. We'll be sure to follow up with you as more situations like this develop. Okay, thanks you guys. Thank you. Right now we're going to toss things over to Kaylee Nix with our first look at today's headlines. <laughs> 